0: I would say focusing on the mindset component. And an easy way that I like to help my members do that and most people around me, is obviously through education, right? Um, Education is a massive component. Once your brain expands, it can not contract back, right? So Mm -hmm. continuously learning. But the big part is to implement with your learning, which is the missing piece that most people don't do anything with, right? Knowledge is only potential power my life didn't change when i was reading book my life changed when i implemented what i read and so every time i read something whether it's about nutrition or fitness or psychology i was trying to grab one thing from what i read and trying to implement it into my day so every morning i read 10 pages it's on my members to-do list every day to read 10 pages or to listen to an audiobook for like five-ish minutes it's about the time it's a minimum Say whatever you read, I need you to grab one thing and implement it, whether Mm -hmm. that is to grab a cool piece of information that you've learned and share it with someone you love, whether that is to buy the course, sign up for the thing, or actually take an action when you're in the gym, try a different position for when you're pressing, whatever it may be. And as you build that muscle of implementing, your life will grow exponentially from there as well.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Eat Real to Heal podcast. It's 2024. It's going to be a fabulous year. I hope for all of you. I know it is going to be for myself. And I'm just wishing you so much health and happiness in 2024 and beyond. And Today on our podcast I'm so excited to welcome back Maxime Siglent of Fit Vegan. Maxime has hitting it out of the park since he's been on our show the last time. I mean, he was already doing so well in his business and his life and now he has gotten married. He has launched his new brand. I love it. Please check him out on his website. The links are below. And if you didn't listen to that episode, I believe it's episode 77, and you can go back to that, listen to everything we covered in that episode, and then you can listen to this one as well, do it in whichever order you want. And regardless, no matter what you do, share it with other people, please. So Maxime's personal journey really was marked by the loss of his grandfather at the age of 63 and then his ex fiancee at the age of 39, both who succumbed to cancer. And Maxime was a caregiver at such a young age, a caregiver for four and a half years, and he witnessed firsthand the toll that losing health takes on a loved one. And Taking care of a loved one while they're going through therapy, treatment for their chronic diseases, well, that is really, really hard on the caregiver as well, not just the patient. And the diminished ability to relish life fully marked with the stark reality of the true cost of a compromised uh, body, well, this is what forged the path for Maxime Ahead. So motivated by these experiences, Maxime embarked on a mission to empower individuals to safeguard their bodies from preventable and reversible chronic illnesses. And he champions this transformative potential by adopting a whole food, plant-based diet, coupled with an active lifestyle. So by putting together the movement the workouts with this beautiful organic plant-based whole food diet and lifestyle, he has been able to assist thousands of clients around the world. So Maxima set ambitious goals aiming to assist 10,000 people in achieving leanness, thriving and disease-proofing their bodies on plants by 2033 and an astounding 1 million people by 2050. So join us for this episode of Eat Real to Heal with Maxine Seguin as he dismantles the concept on weight loss, underscoring the significance of preventing weight from creeping back in after it's lost. And not only that, he will reveal his secret sauce to maintaining weight loss permanently. So let's dive into this episode and I'll see you at the end. Hello, beautiful guests. Before we dive into this episode, let me make a few announcements. One being that we are launching our Chronic Disease Reversal Challenge, which begins February 19th. So please sign up today if you've been diagnosed with a chronic disease like diabetes, type one or type two, arthritis and autoimmune disorder, multiple sclerosis could be infertility, a mental health condition, inflammatory markers are through the roof, anything that's requiring you to take medications, prescription pills, or your doctor is basically threatening that you need to go on medications, you want to sign up for this program so you can be like all of our other clients who have successfully done our program and fully reverse their chronic health conditions, gotten back amazing lab results showing no sign of their disease if you want to achieve results like that, then please sign up today. The link is below, or you can head to our website at richerhealth.ca. Click on the button at the top there. You'll see the chronic disease reversal challenge. And when you reverse your chronic disease, you will then be eligible to be on our Eat Real to Heal show to share your story of your journey in reversing your chronic disease. So if you want to feel energized, vibrant, have no brain fog, no inflammation in your body, if you want to feel outstanding in a very short period of time using delicious, healthy, nutritious, easy to make foods, then definitely sign up today and we're going to show you how it's done. And now back to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Eat Real to Heal podcast. I am really, really excited to welcome Maxime Saguang from Fit Vegan. Didn't check to see if you had changed the name as well. I know I love that you've moved from Lucky to Maxime to your birth name. Why did you make the change?
0: Uh, I had a really powerful healing experience um, after my ex-partner passed away. Mm -hmm. Did a little ceremony that just made me realize that Lucky was more of the, this persona, this shield that I had built to be strong and to be the person that I need to be as a caregiver. Mm-hmm. And then when that phase of my life was done, it was time for the shedding is a funny analogy of like, I mean, lucky was like the rock and Maxim was like Dwayne Johnson. It's like the real guy behind, <laughs> behind the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. For sure. Um, I know it's hard for me cause I mean, when I look at you, I mean, lucky is also a very fitting name as well. I mean, not that I think things you're lucky that things just come to you. I know how hard you make, you work to make all of that happen. And one of the biggest things I can't stand is when people go, Oh my God, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. And I'm like, no, it takes work every single day to have the life I have for you to have the life you have. So, um, yeah but it's also just such a happy name. And every time I see you, I mean, you exude happiness and joy as well. So it is yeah. one thing I love about you. Definitely. Um. So let me just go back to some of the questions that I was looking at here, because this is the second time you are on our show. So I'll make sure that we put the episode link for people to go back and listen to, um Maxime's incredible life transformation that you went through um the story is phenomenal and you know but I want everybody to go back and listen to that episode but for this show today what I love is the gifts that you are going to be giving to our audience um across the globe because will you take individuals and you transform, you help them transform, you give them the tools, the encouragement, the knowledge, the skills, so they can experience phenomenal life transformations. And the reason I say life transformations is that, you know, if somebody goes to your site, they they will see like, oh, well, it's a body transformation. But it's not just a body transformation that people are going through. And I know this, because I've done your program. It is, a life transformation on so many levels so could we start with that first before we go into the particulars and can you share stories of the clients that you've had that have undergone these life transformations beyond just the physical what we see on the outside
0: yeah of course um well first of all it was awesome coaching you um you know you got a crazy transformation with your reverse dieting after you able to eat a lot of food so um i i always trying to tell people like i'm not interested in the before and afters i'm interested in the after after photo like mm. after you kept the weight off and you know you continued the habits after um so i'll just give like a, a few general ones um i think we have two fit vegan babies right now uh, because we had members that you know couldn't get pregnant and needed to get healthier and lose the weight um, and so while they were in the program, they're able to lose the weight and then they got pregnant and then they had to leave, which I was, I was sad for them, but I was also happy for them because they're able to, to ha- finally have a family. Uh, we've had so many people, I think we're at, we, we keep track of it. I think we're at 17 people that quit their job after jumping in the program because through changing nutrition and your, your training and start to shift your mindset, you're like, you know what? I want more for my life. Than what i currently have and -hmm. they're starting to notice the environments that are toxic and not serving them a lot of them just getting abused at their jobs or working hours that was causing them to be sick for years Um, and they're like you know what i want i want more for my life and they were uh they they left their jobs to start new careers and it turned out really great for all of them some of them started their businesses uh, but ultimately it all starts with you know whole food plant-based eating active lifestyle and then working on the mindset I think one of our biggest transformation, I would say, is Matt. Matt came with us, and he was like 280 pounds, I think. Yes, around 280 pounds. And he lost 74 pounds within 10 or 11 months with us. Uh, And he just got skin surgery to remove the excess skin a few months ago. And now he's just healing to to continue after. Uh, But yeah, a lot of great transformations like that. But Matt was definitely like the biggest. He's the only member we've had that decided to do skin surgery after, but very yeah. excited because he loved running and he couldn't run because there's too much weight on his knees. Mm-hmm. And then just one weekend, he was like, I ran a half marathon this weekend just because I wanted to. And I could, I was like, I don't even do that for fun anymore. <laughs> no, so that was really impressive.
1: <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that you know, I know we're going to get some emails after this and people are going to think that we're fat shaming because we're talking about weight loss and we're going to get people that email us and will say, oh, I thought Eat Real to Heal was about more than that or, you know, um, and and we are about more than that. And it's important to address this and we have to address it almost on every show because you know, and I know that you do this with fit vegan as well. It's not about the weight loss. It's about Mm -hmm. everything that comes from losing weight. It's about the arteries being unclogged it's about the diabetes going away. It's about the being able to do a half marathon because you love running, but you don't have the weight on your knees, which then require you to down the road end up getting weight surgery or not weight surgery to get knee surgery. Right. It's yeah. about the, um, I know for myself, like if I'm 10 pounds lighter, I feel literally lighter Not because Mm -hmm. of the way I look in the mirror, but just because the way I can move my body, it affects my sleep to have excess weight. It affects everything. You're breathing, snoring, um, like the list is long. And if you're snoring um, because you have clogged arteries and because you have excess weight and you have swollen tissues and you have all of that and swollen cells, then you're not sleeping well, right? And we Mm -hmm. know like, you don't want me to not sleep well. I will not be a happy person. So yeah. Um, I want to jump on that. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Because I do receive some of those messages, and to make that clear, everyone comes in with their own goal that they want to lose. We're not forcing anyone to lose weight. It's just what we specialize in. Um, how I like to explain the the transformations that we do is, you, I want every single one of our members to be able to live life to the fullest. Mm -hmm. So now, is your body and your health in alignment with you living life to your fullest? If you like running and being able to play with your kids and you can't because you're carrying excess weight, it's not about the weight, but the weight is hindering you from living your life to your fullest potential. Is it affecting your energy, your sleep, your knees? Is your body's inflamed? Are you in pain all the time? And so it's more about how can we get your body and mind and health in alignment with you being able to live your life to the fullest? And if any of those three variables interfere with you living through your life to the fullest, then it's something that needs to be addressed. The weight is irrelevant. I can say 200 pounds. And for someone that's extremely overweight and for someone that's extremely underweight, it means nothing. It's more like, how do we get your body to the place where you're just in an optimal position to enjoy life to the fullest? And we don't prep people for, I'm not a fan of it, like for bodybuilding shows, like stepping on stage, we have to go down to like 3% body fat for men and like, you know, 15 for women. I don't do that. Everyone ends with a healthy body fat percentage at the end, because I want everyone's hormones to be in a good place. I want everyone to sleep well and have sex drive and just have a lot of energy.
1: Yeah, no. And that's what I appreciate so much about when the body is healthy. It's amazing how the weight melts off. Like that's the beautiful thing. Um, If somebody's working out every day and they're dieting and they're doing all of that and the weight either you know, melting off too fast, like where it actually is just like falling off because you're like calorie deficient or nutrient deficient and, you know, or it's not falling off despite how much you exercise, despite how much you're working out despite what the diet is then that also is not an indication of good health as well and so it's to find that sweet spot where it's like your tissues are healthy your hormones are healthy your digestive system is healthy your brain is healthy and all of a sudden the weight just melts off it's it's a win-win you don't have to think about it and um that's how for myself I will judge a really good program or not um is when you don't have to work at it too hard to have it melt off I mean you're still working you're still moving your body, you're doing all of that. You're still in the kitchen, chopping vegetables and making sure you're getting all those, you know what I mean? But, um, it's, it's not the primary focus of like, you know, counting calories, counting, um, counting everything right down to the max where it becomes even stressful doing that. And then most people don't stick to it, right. It has to be fun. It has to be enjoyable. It has to taste good. It has to be all of those things.
0: Yeah. And ultimately people aren't, um, people want to train like athletes, but no one's paid to train. Like athletes yeah. are paid to train. We're yeah. regular people that have jobs or careers or businesses. Like we have other families, have other obligations. And it's more about being efficient with your training versus just destroying yourself for two, three hours a day. Unless you're training for like an Ironman, it's a different conversation. Yeah. But if you just want to be healthy and lose weight, you don't need to train like an athlete because um, ultimately you're not paid for that time. It's taking time away from other yeah. valuable areas of your life.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So I love these transformations, like people having babies. This is the one part that I think, like, if you were to just focus your business on that, and if I were to just focus my business, like, that's a huge business. There are so many people yeah. who cannot get pregnant. They think that an IVF clinic is going to be the answer for them. And it's actually not in a lot of cases. It's very stressful. It's very expensive. And yeah. I've seen this happen again too with our company is that people come in, they have all these other health issues that they're dealing with. They do our program, very similar to yours, plant-based whole food, and they eat and all of a sudden, boom, they're pregnant. And they're like, what? Yeah. I was told was they would never, it was cheaper because you're yeah. eating anyway. So you're not even spending any more money on treatment. Um, yeah. and, and then boom, they're pregnant. We had the same thing, a client, uh, 42 years old. She was told she'd never have babies. All of a sudden, two months into the program, she's pregnant. She calls me she's like, what happened? And I'm like, your reproductive system came back to life. Like, it's amazing how that happens. Um, so I love those stories. Uh, what about some mental health transformation stories? I love hearing about this because the mental health, uh, we are in a massive conundrum in our society mm-hmm. right now where uh, like 90% of my clients are on antidepressants. They're on antipsychotics They're on all of these medications for ADD, ADHD. And within a few months, they're off them entirely. They don't need to be on them. They never needed to be on them. They just were missing nutrients. So I know for your clients as well, move their body, eat well, like, can you share some of those stories? Those, those stories light me up as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So specifically people that got off medication, I don't really have any that I can recall. Cause it's not really an area that we would specialize in. If it happens, it's, it's, it's great. What we've, what we work with on our members for their mindset is just taking ownership and realizing how much power they actually have over their body and their own health. That's more like the year that we tend to focus on. And I'm not saying that's the case for all cases, cause I want to choose my word wisely, but basically going, a lot of people have gone from a victim mindset to just a, a more of an empowering position about their health in their own bodies in their own journey and they start to realize that their their body and their mind does little things to kind of self-sabotage them and bring them back to a comfort zone and then as we equip them with tools and help them bring a little bit more awareness to the different scenarios that would cause them to self-sabotage and revert back to where they're they were before to some of their old habits they start to gain power over their old self and then they become their new self Um, And so it's been really powerful to see people, you know, one year, two year out of a program continuing those habits, which means that they've, you know, conquered their previous self and they haven't reverted back to who they were before. Um, And so that's like the biggest area that I like to see, because what's the point of doing all this work to lose the weight and then to reverse diet and then only to revert back into your old ways after.
1: Yeah, no. And I get that because I mean, I trained for, I would guess a year and a half before I did the BC tour. I was training every day. I loved it. I loved being out mm-hmm. there. And then of course I came back and, you know, we went through COVID, like COVID had already happened when I started it, No, I had started training just before COVID hit and then yeah. um, trained throughout all of that. But then it was interesting. Cause it wasn't until the world opened up that our world became super stressful, like way more stressful because the, like, tourism didn't come back to Whistler. Right. So our Mm -hmm. businesses were then like struggling and we have restaurants. And so that's when the stress hit in. And, um, and of course I was behind the computer like 18 hours a day trying to like figure out how we're going to save our businesses, which we probably should have closed during COVID, like having restaurants, but you know, like hindsight is 2020, but then I went through that. I was like, Oh my gosh, I did go back to my old self of workaholic, um, allowing yeah. the stress to take over, to do all of that. But then at the same time, I'm also still that new person that I created, if you know what I mean. Like I'm sort of yeah. I I've I'm sort of branching, I have one leg in both worlds right now and I can feel it. And it does come down to a choice because I did allow myself to go through that victim mentality bit like COVID got us and COVID ruined our businesses, and COVID, you know, and I saw myself blaming the system, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, being that autonomous human that I am and knowing that I have the power to change it. And then once I switched my mindset to that, then all of a sudden, I was able to get up and go to the gym again and start running again and start eating well. I mean, I always eat well, but um, you know, just making sure I was eating to match my fitness level and all of that, which does take time and it takes effort. Right?
0: Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with the fact that you went back to sitting in a computer for 18 hours a day in hindsight, because there's different stages of life and there's different moments Mm -hmm. and if you if you work a regular job it's a different conversation but you're you know we're both in business and there's times where you have to wake up at four in the morning and you're literally all day on calls and you have to work because just like you like there's people that rely on us to make a living right like we have so many salaries to pay and so like it it comes with the territory And so I think there's nothing wrong with those moments because I definitely had those moments where like I didn't work out for like four or five days straight Mm -hmm. because I was like, this is happening. I need to fix this or else we need to shut down and like, you know, in a month or two and I have people's livelihood depending on me. So it just depends to the degree of priority that people have. If they work a regular job, then. Let the owner of the job worry about it. Yeah, because <laughs> totally. he's stressed. He's stressed for sure.
1: Yeah, totally, for yeah. sure. Stressed. Oh my goodness, I love being an entrepreneur, but I've got to tell you that, yeah, that, it, that it's it's a doozy of a journey. Like it's a roller coaster. Like there's no two years that are the same. There's no two months that are the same. Like it's, yeah, it's it's interesting, but I love it. I wouldn't do it any other way,
0: yeah. for
1: sure. Um. Okay. So I love this. We've got mental health um, transformations, infertility transformations, weight loss transformations, athletic endeavors where people go from like, let's share some of those transformation stories too. I really want to hear some of those um, that your clients have as well. The physical.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, well, Matt, who lost 74 pounds, was just running half marathons for fun. we had Darcy who dropped 40 pounds as a real estate agent out of Winnipeg. Actually, left this area and wanted more for himself moved to Vancouver so he was actually at our workshop a few weeks ago so I got to meet him for the first time he dropped 40 pounds as well running half marathons we have Dr. Jade who's in Kelowna I think I think you know Dr. Jade you met Dr. Jade before I don't think so no she's in the Matthew Nagra world uh, okay yeah yeah so she's super sweet she's been a part of a program for almost three years now she she came in to lose original weight she loved it. She started referring some of her patients to us oh, awesome. and then um got sick, wanted to get better. So came back with us and then got pregnant uh, and then came back after. So now she's back from losing the weight from her pregnancy. Yeah, she's she's awesome. But she's running her half marathon in five weeks from now. So we're training her for that as well. So awesome. most people are in like the half marathon kind of distance. So I have a few members that do full marathons. We have a few members that love Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I very selectively choose people that work with Ironman and they have to be in the right mindset because mm-hmm. most Ironman athletes, and I say this respectfully, cause I know this is a podcast that's based out of BC, <laughs> a ton of triathlon. <laughs> when I was doing triathlon, it was purely out of escapism. And mm-hmm. I just needed to run away from the area of my life that my my ex-partner was going through cancer and that was my way of processing that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bit of an unhealthy behavior To a lot of people that tend to be doing Ironman, there's running from something and that can create obsessiveness, which will create obsessiveness with nutrition, which are very rigid. And people tend to beat themselves up Mm -hmm. and want to go faster and longer. So like more calorie deficit, more exercise. So I very selectively choose who we work with uh, if they're, if they're triathletes or Ironman athletes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: No, I like that you do that. And it's true because, you know, I, you love ritual. I love Mm ritual. Um, you know, he has lots of great guests in there. um, But you do hear these stories over and over again, and you and you do wonder are people when they do these huge feats when they're um, out there? Are they running away from something? Or have they actually addressed that look at like looked at their shadow right in the face, um, you know, and stared at it and which is hard to do. And sometimes you do need to escape and moving your body is not necessarily a bad way of doing that. Like eating well, is not a bad way of doing that. But at the same time, you know, we are incredibly wise, smart humans. And, and could we not have both where we can do these adventures? It's going to be different for everybody. Um, when I started off on mine, I had no idea it was going to be a spiritual growth journey, right? I was out there to complete something for work. Um, you know, but at the same time it ended up being that. So, I mean, with anything that we do, we discover, um, ourselves in a whole new way. And sometimes it just shed light sheds light on the fact that maybe we were running away for something, or maybe we are trying to run towards something. Um, yeah. yeah. So I appreciate that you do that, that you're selective with individuals. Um, now I know you wanted to chat about some of the psychological tools. These are the gifts that you're going to be giving our audience today. And this part I think is really important because of the fact people beat themselves up when they want to do something but can't stick to it, right? Yeah. And our brains are these really, really powerful beasts, let's say. They're subtle, they're quiet, they're like... um, you know, they're in there. They sometimes can look like the devil on one shoulder and the little angel on the other. Sometimes I have that picture, but it's, it's really hard to break habits. It's really hard to form new habits. Um, or maybe I'm just saying that maybe I'm saying it's hard, but let's look at some some of the psychological tools that you use with your clients.
0: Yeah. It's like an operating system in the background that you don't know it's running and you're like, ah, damn, I keep just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, so I, I made a little list of tools that I uh, share with my members that have really helped them throughout the years to shift the mindset and and allow them to keep the habit post-transformation. So the main one is the approach. But the first one is the approach that you use to lose the weight has to be sustainable. And what it, what it means sustainable is whatever you're doing right now that you're about to use as a method, can you do that for the rest of your life? All right. So if you think of like keto, which I know you talked about at your event, Mm -hmm. like, could you do keto for the rest of your life? Could you not eat another sweet potato for the rest of your life or a banana or a date or a blueberry, right? If the answer is yes, which ultimately I know that the answer is no, because they did studies on that. Like the people Mm -hmm. that needed to do, I think it was uh, epilepsy or whatever condition, they had a hard time sticking to it, right? So the people that the quality of their life is dependent on them sticking to it, have a hard time sticking to it. Your life's not on the line if you're trying to lose weight. So therefore, keto is not going to be, you're not going to have a fun time sticking with it. You won't be able to. So the method you use to lose the weight is super important. If you don't see yourself doing it that way for the rest of your life, then don't start it because as soon as you stop, the weight's going to come back on. That's why like quick fat loss diets, people that uh, over exercise at one point, life kicks in and you have other obligation. You got to, you know, rebuild up your business. You can't work out three hours a day and you put the weight back on. Yeah. Right. So the method you use is very is very very important because if you don't have that, then you're just con- you're completely heading in a different direction of like yes, you're gonna lose weight really fast and then it's gonna come back on after and you're in the same position that you are now, but just two years down the line, you just wasted two years. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the first thing. The other part is I always teach this to my member. There's a core understanding of the human nature that people need to have when and take on a transformation. First one is we're adaptation machines. The only reason that we're still alive to this day is that we were able to adapt throughout the years. If we weren't able to adapt, we would have been extinct. We would have disappeared, right? So meaning that your body will adjust to whatever stress or environment you put it in. If you put it in an environment where everyone's eating terrible food and everyone's telling you how much you suck and how you have no discipline, guess what's going to happen? You're going to become that thing. Yeah. You put yourself in an environment where it's people are eating healthy. You have a community at the gym. Guess what? It's going to be so much easier to adjust to that. The other part of adaptation is with your training. I see so many people do the same training over and over again. (laughs) Your your body's only job is to adjust to whatever you give it. Once you give it to it, it becomes neutral. And so if you're doing a specific exercise for a specific workout for five months, takes about four to six weeks for your body to adjust to it. At first, your body is like, whoa, what is this happening? Do we have to like hike mountains to go find food on the other side? And okay. so it adapts to like, you burn a lot of calories at first because it's adjusting to it, but your body in order to survive, is like, I need to become efficient at hiking these mountains because I don't know for how long we're going to do this. So therefore, as you get more efficient, you burn less calorie doing the thing, you burn mm-hmm. less energy. And so you become like a Prius. The best way to put it you want to be like a hummer when you're trying to lose weight right so if you think of fat loss you want to be like a hummer if you think of nicolette who's training for like a triathlon or for long distance cycling nicolette wants to be a Prius. she wants she does she wants her body to not use a lot of energy to do the exercise because she has to do a lot of it for a long period of time all endurance athlete don't burn as much calories doing the exercise as they did the first time they did it. So the first yeah. time they did it, their body's like, what is happening? We just need to burn through everything. This is, we have to adjust to this. So understanding that fat loss is simply about tricking your body into losing weight. Reverse dieting is sim- simply about tricking your body to eat more food. Right. So that's the so- first part.
1: So just because we've mentioned reverse dieting a couple of times here, and I know there's going to be people who may not go back and listen to the other podcast, but let's just explain what reverse dieting is for our audience.
0: Yeah. So reverse dieting is the secret sauce to you not putting the weight back on after. There's no other method that exists. I said discovered for the past like 40 plus years to, to solve this. So it's how you speed up your metabolism post fat loss. My favorite analogy to explain this is when you go into a calorie deficit or you're trying to lose weight with exercise, increasing energy expenditure, metabolism slows down, right? Because you're, all your body thinks of is like, okay, Nicola's eating less food and she's exercising more than normal. If we continue at this rate, we'll run out of energy and we'll die 15 years earlier. Your body's like, well, I want to live as long as possible. So what does it do? It starts to slow down certain things. Maybe you don't do as many hand gestures. Maybe you have less energy throughout the day, you take less steps, to a certain extent, you can blink less, right? That, that mm-hmm. has happened as well. Um, but metabolism will slow down. And then once you're done your fat loss, your metabolism is pretty slow compared to where it was before. So most people, when they're done a fat loss phase, they go like, yes, I am done, party time. They go back to eating normally or they just celebrate. Their body goes, okay, we've been in the desert for a long time. We just got access to a buffet. Let's store all of this as fat and energy because we don't know when the next buffet is going to come. That's why most people put the weight back on six months to a year after. The stats are actually like 95%. It's crazy how much people put the weight back on after. Yeah. So reverse dieting is you basically trick your body into being able to eat more food. So how do you make a small fire bigger? You throw smaller pieces of wood on it over time. And eventually it grows. It grows. Eventually you can throw a whole house in there and it's going to burn the whole thing. Yeah. And so that's the same thing we do. We slowly, methodically add food on a weekly basis, depending on how your body is responding for the most part, we're adding carbohydrates simply because it gets digested faster and your body is in a, uh, in a calorie deficit ultimately. So there's less energy coming in. So as soon as a little bit of energy comes in, for example, you add a little bit of sweet potato, your body goes like, yes, energy, let's grab it and use it. It doesn't want to store it. It wants to use it right away, but fat takes so long to digest that your body's more likely to store it versus using it right away. So we add the carb content as we increase. Three to four months is about how long it takes to reverse diet properly. Um, the faster to go, the more weight you put on, the longer you go, the better it is, right? I've been reverse yeah. dieting for 10 months at this point, right? So you right. can go as long as you want. It's just not really sexy. So people don't like to do it for a long time. So three to four months is kind of the minimum you need to go. And I would say 80% of the time people stay the same weight. So let's just say you drop 20 pounds, you'll be able to add a thousand plus calorie of food intake on average to where you are at. And keep the 20 pounds off. That's about 80% of the time. 10% of the time, some people lose a little bit of weight as we increase the food intake, depending on where their body was at before. The other 10% of the time, people put on like a pound or two through reverse dieting, which is not a bad trade-off for an no. exchange of a thousand plus calories. Yeah. You get to eat more. Way more. Yeah. And I have had people tell me like, well, I don't want to eat more. Well, I'm like, food is not just food, it's vitamins, it's nutrients, it's building blocks. You want more food in your stomach because ultimately you're going to feel so much better than if you stay at that lower amount of calorie. Um, and it decreases your risk of putting the weight back on after, because now you have to eat this much food to maintain your new body. Right. So in a nutshell, that's basically what reverse dieting is.
1: That's awesome. And that's the thing though, is that most of us are eating a lot of calories in the day. We're used to that because we live in North America. We have groceries. Like if you happen to live in, you know, an area that has grocery stores, then you have access to food 24 seven. Like it's never, um, not there. And we're don't, we do not we yeah. do not live in a society where we can't get food, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and even if you are living in a remote rural town, you know, you're still going to get your calories from, gas station or something like that. And those are very, very, very high calories. So um, yeah, people are afraid of consuming calories. And I hear it all the time still, like people will be in, you know, like how many calories are in that? And and when I don't eat that and and it needs to be low fat and it needs to be low cal, but like that is the, the false marketing of the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, that pretty much created all of these diseases right? It was like low nutrient food, but super high calorie or then no calorie, no fat, but we need fats. We need carbohydrates. We need these, you know, healthy sugars with all the fiber. And it's, yeah, I get so sad thinking about how that false marketing, that terrible marketing that was done has impacted so many people's lives that nobody knows anything about food anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a business, right? So if Mm -hmm. you really look at the, the history of food marketing throughout the years. At one point, there's going to be a phase where they're like, high fat is the best way to go. So now companies can come out with low carb products and sell more, and obviously have more profit. Totally. But then once, once a low carb market has been taken, they're going to be like, no, low fat is the thing. Now they come out with low fat products and they sell you that. And the thing yeah. is, how can I say this? The people that are very successful, I don't think they're as smarter as you and I. They're just thinking more like in a slightly more long-term than most people think. And so they're like, we'll do high fat and we'll do low carb. Well, then we'll do low fat and then we'll do high fat. But the thing is they've done it so many times that now everyone's confused as to what's the real truth. Yeah. But the thing that's never changed is what God and mother nature put on earth, right? Yeah. So we find the God's own nutritional label. It's it's everything is balanced perfectly. You don't need to touch it. It wasn't yeah. created by a guy that wanted a hundred million in profit, right? It's It's found in nature. So it's, I think it's on purpose that they did these cycles to like make money. And also it served as a confusion piece for everyone Mm -hmm. because now you can go online and find justification for everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And that's
1: the side too, that's hard um, with the, with research that's done because at the end of the day, it's humans that are designing the research. So you can design a research to prove something, but you can also design the research to disprove the exact same thing. And so, um, and again, you know, too many people are like, well, I haven't seen the study. Well, sometimes you haven't seen the study because the study hasn't been done yet. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it hasn't been proven or it has been proved. And then on the other side, it's, yeah, unfortunate that, um, it is challenging to, well, first of all, even just getting access to these studies, the, mo- the average person cannot access a study, they have to pay for it. And they're not going to pay for all these studies to try and make sense of it. So we live in yeah. such a discombobulated world. So I feel, yeah, I feel very lucky to have you in in our life being able to share this information with people that allows people to just eat real food again. And without having yeah. to worry about things and without having to be a nutritional expert, right, they can go to individuals like yourself to, to just learn about, you know, f- not food as medicine, but food as fuel to fuel themselves for their exercises. Yeah, so, and yeah, I just I like
0: look at food logically. Like what's been yeah. around the longest? If bananas weren't that good for you, they would have stopped making banana trees. Like they would have stopped the growth of banana trees a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what are the foods that have been around for the longest? It, through evolution, things get eliminated that don't serve us. Right. Oh, Strawberries yeah. are still there, kale's still there, carrots are still there, grains are still there. Yeah. Right. But all the pulses, the, yeah. The, the the protein pasta you bought. I never seen a protein pasta tree before.
1: No, I haven't right. either.
0: So no. <laughs> yeah, just bringing it down to the logic and to, to the point of people finding studies to back up everything. There was this great, uh, it was a funny TikTok video, but the guy was like, man, it's so confusing. He's like, you can find a study to back up anything. He's like, let me just Google if coffee can cause blindness. And then he found a study that co- coffee causes blindness. And he's like, let me find another study that coffee actually helps with eyesight. And he found one to justify that it helps totally. with eyesight he's like, it's very easy to be confused these days for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. And, and that's smart. I do that with my students all the time. I'm like, let's go into the research and I show them how to research. Don't use Google, use Google scholar. And then like, let's go to the, you know, and, and then on the other side too, there's, Let's just imagine that all the research was gone. It was disappeared. We didn't have access to it at all. What would we have to do to be able to understand if something was good for us or if something was bad for us? Well, number one, we can ask people, right? So all you have to do is throw a stone. You can throw a stone at someone and find someone who switched to a plant-based whole food diet and mm-hmm. fully reversed their disease. Like we're not just talking about treating their disease. But we're talking about reverse their disease. And we can follow them six years later, 10 years later, 15 years later, their diabetes is still gone. Heart disease is still gone. Um, But you know, what is the foods that they're consuming? And we've gotten so afraid of looking at anecdotal stories as well. Whereas I'm like, you know what, when you have enough people that have done it over and over again, think population study. So all that, what I mean is like, let's look at populations that have lived this way for hundreds of years, thousands of years, millions of years, and they don't have disease in their community. Like, where is that sense of logic? Right. Mm -hmm. But again, everybody, you know, and this is going back to what you said at the beginning, it's like, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to start using logic. We have to start um, connecting with what's around us and as opposed to relying on other people to give us the information.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, the, the part to, going back to the adaptation piece, there's another component to that, which is um, survival, right? That kicks in when you're doing a transformation. So common mistake, you I'm sure you see that with your clients as well, is self-sabotage, right? However mm-hmm. you want to call it. There's a a beautiful term called upper limiting. Have you ever heard that before? No, I haven't. What's that? Uh, so, so there's a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Awesome book. It's like a fish in a small fishbowl jumping into the big one. But it's basically how everyone has a cap to how much happiness and joy they're willing to allow themselves to experience, how much vitality, how much energy. So everyone has a, a point where like, I feel too good. I subconsciously feel that I don't believe this. Let me revert back to my previous state. Mm. And then that's why when we're doing so well with our fat loss, we're doing so well in a relationship and we have an awesome day and you say something dumb to your partner and you're like, oh, I just caused a fight for nothing. And this did not need to happen. All right. We've, we've all been there. Um. So basically it's upper limiting. And I've, I've noticed mm. that in my life as well, really awesome days. And then Ivy says something and I say something like snarky back and I'm like, why did I do that? Right. There was no need for me to say that. Or you're doing really well through fat loss transformation. People are like, well, I'm doing well. Let me just have a full chocolate cake this weekend because right. I lost 20 pounds. But the goal is 40, right? You, people are moving the goalposts a little bit early here. Right. But like, let me eat it to justify it. So I was explaining this to my members on Monday. Because your body's wired for survival, what does your body need for survival? It needs safety, right? Mm-hmm. Safety, aka comfort zone. Your body's familiar with what it's like to be, uh, just an example, 30 pounds overweight. Your body knows what it's like to be 30 pounds overweight. As much as potentially your joints hurt, maybe you feel uncomfortable in your body, doesn't matter. Your body knows it's comfortable because it's dealt with it for a while. Mm-hmm. So for you to be 20 pounds lighter, right? Not even the full goal, that's unknown to your body, right? right. You're moving faster, better. You have different levels of energy. To your body, you're in an unknown territory. Doesn't care that you're trying to be healthier, right? Because people can put on weight to be 600, 700 pounds, right? There's no, there's no limit to it. Your body just knows that it's a different state that you're in. And Mm. all your, if you look at it from a survival standpoint, you losing 20 pounds could be to your body that like, holy shit, there's a cyber tooth tiger right in front of me. Cause I don't know how to deal with this environment. I'm in a new territory. So what does your body do? It wants to bring you back to where you were before right? Self-sabotage. But the thing is, what helps you deal with self-sabotage is simply awareness. Simply noticing that you're like, I'm trying to justify to myself that I can have this thing that I'm not supposed to. And then by stopping that behavior, you stay just a little bit longer in that zone that's uncomfortable. And the longer you stay in that zone that's uncomfortable, eventually it becomes your comfort zone. So I was using the analogy of like uh, a circle. So if, if you're, is, I don't know if it's going to go on YouTube or just po- or audio. YouTube.
1: Yeah, YouTube and audio. Okay. So if yeah. you're on
0: YouTube, you can see if you're on podcast, imagine you have a circle. You have a dot in the middle. That's you. You step out of the circle. That's your, the unknown. If you stay there long enough, then that becomes your comfort zone. Mm. And so once you lose 20 pounds and you stay there long enough, that's your new comfort zone. And then if you want to lose another 20 pounds, you step out of that same thing. You're probably, shit, there's a cyber tooth tiger coming for me. Yeah. Oh, just awareness. Okay, it's not, I'm not actually in danger here. I'm at home. I just have a craving for a bag of chips, for example. And the longer you stay there, that becomes your comfort zone and expands and expands and expands. Once you're done losing the weight, same thing. You want to improve relationships. You want to improve your business. You want self-development. You want to be a better parent. It's just expanding, expanding. And there's unlimited amount of circles that you can get into. You choose where you stop, mm-hmm. right? But that's basically how I like to explain self-sabotage to members is just, hey, your body's just afraid because it's this new yeah. thing. Just know that it's you're not actually in danger. You're in the middle, you're in your house, you're at a restaurant, you're safe. And you get to choose whether you want to stay in this uncomfortable zone a little bit longer so that it can become your comfort yeah. zone. And sometimes you're going to self-sabotage. Sometimes you're going to revert back to it. But it's fine. You still have the opportunity to step forward after. And the tool I share with that is just win the next meal. Because if you do self-sabotage, mm. most people beat themselves up after It's like, oh man, I messed up four months of hard work. And then they just throw in the flag. I'm like, whoa, like it was one yeah, meal. It was right? one meal. Exactly. It was, it was one, one
1: workout, one meal. Yeah. yeah get back or you on missed the...
0: one workout. And I'm like, yeah. win the next meal, win the next workout, win the next moment. Um, I love all my members, but I'm so excited for them to mess up. Because mm. they can't get better if they don't mess up. I've had right. people do perfect for eight months. And the more perfect you go for the longer period of time, the more dangerous it is. Because after yeah. eight months, this person slipped once. They missed one workout. Not even a They missed one workout. It took them two weeks to go back on track. Yeah. So I want people to mess up as early as possible so that they can start to build that muscle. Like, hey, it's fine. Let me just get back on track. It's fine. Get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and
1: that's such an important reminder because I get that with my clients all the time. They're like, uh, I had turkey dinner with my family. And I'm like, you had turkey dinner with your family and I'm always mindful to say, Hey, listen, it's a slippery slope, right? Because the minute yeah. you do, like the minute you miss that one workout, the minute you have that, um, you know, buttery dairy filled cheesy dinner, like your brain lights up, right? Cause it's looking for efficiencies. And so it's like, Ooh, yeah. that was actually easy to miss that workout. That was easy to eat that meal. You might not have felt well, but it is a slippery slope, but it's not to beat yourself up over it. It's done. That's the past. Now it's to get back on and just do it again and know that, um, you know, revisiting your why revisiting your end goal, um, you know, remembering why you love doing it, the benefit that comes from it, but, it. but people are so quick to, be so hard on themselves right and mm-hmm. we need way more kindness but not the kindness that goes okay well let's just do that again but the kindness that it's like yeah. hey listen you know what sure you know and not even saying you messed up or you screwed up or you failed we have to get rid of this language but it's just to be like okay that's done moving on and when yeah. people can do that but I, and I don't know where that went with, like, I don't know if it's because of the diets, like the cheat day diets, like there's been a lot of false language built into so many of these weight loss programs and fitness programs. And then the language is just, it's hard. It it is, it's disempowering and it's, and it's harmful.
0: Yeah. But but a big part is people approach it from a short-term standpoint. They're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm like, no, no. Like you're building this for the rest of your life. It's a, it's a very different approach. It's like, I feel like entrepreneurs get that a little bit better because mm-hmm. it's like, are you building your business to make quick money in the next two years? Or are you trying to be here in 40 years from now? Totally. How are you going to build a business that's going to be completely different, right? For two years, and I know people like that, oh, they're just going to screw people over. They're going to line yeah. their marketing to trying to get people in. And the people that are being honest, their sales are slower. Their business is not growing that fast. But on a 40-year timeline, they win. Yeah. So it's, it's very much like, what are you in it for? What's the initial uh, intention? Is it to lose the 20 pounds really fast and then put it back on two years after? Or is, it, is your goal to end the actual cycle so that you can do this properly? If you're going to do this properly, it takes time. Yeah. I um, heard the expression, you can't turn a cruise ship on a dime. That's what yeah, fat loss exactly. is, right? It takes time yeah. to turn around a cruise ship. It's not a little smart yeah. ha- a smart car. It doesn't go like, turn around <laughs> exactly. real fast. Yeah
1: no and that's the part too that i hear a lot um when people are like i want to lose 20 pounds to fit into that wedding dress or to fit into that uh, you know whatever it is for the vacation and if that is one thing that i could change i would it would be like actually How about thinking about, you know, do you want to have dementia when you're 85 years old and be in a nursing home? Or would you like to be like your mind to be fit, your body to be fit, like um, train with Joan. I don't know if you uh, know about her, but she's like the she was 70, I guess, when she she started her transformation because she was headed towards her, you know,
0: her retirement The mom. She's the mom. So my friend who's in Tulum, I used to train with his wife. That's his mom.
1: Yeah, that's exactly who it is. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And she's just amazing. But that's the thing is that we don't have to be headed for the wheelchair, the walking cane, the, you know, all of these, you know, geriatric um, tools that are available to people who really need them. But the thing is, most people do not need them. If we were to just get behind a little bit of training and eating well, our brains would be healthy, our bodies would be physically fit. So yeah, you want to fit into that wedding dress. I get it. You want to fit into that, you know, prom dress, but let's start thinking like 40 years down the road, like, you know, let's not try and fit into the, to the long-term care home where we forget who our family is and, and, you know, dying of heart disease and, Diabetes and everything 10, 15 years earlier.
0: Yeah. Two components to that. The first one for the wedding dress, how about you're just always wedding dress ready? Now yes. we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> that seems a lot less stressful to me to do that. Um, And then the second part, like it's, I know you're a big fan of Tony Robbins as well, right? Like you say, mm-hmm. like people don't change if there's no pain. Yeah. I mean, it's such an interesting concept to try to create that for, to make people realize that. I if I could have a superpower, is to, make people like have that cancer moment without actually having the negative consequences of it and actually experience what it's like to be like, Oh shit, I need to change how I'm doing things. But yeah, the health component is tough. You know, I, I coach people that are like from 20 to 80, I think is our oldest member. Mm. And past 50 uh, most members tend to have more an awareness of like, you know, I want to be there for my grandkids. Like my knees hurt, I have inflammation. I want to feel better. But sub 50, there's like unique cases in their forties, but sub 50, it's like, it's more of a physical goal. Like I want to look great. Like I want to be the hot mom or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, But it's, it's really hard to make people realize that unless they've experienced it themselves, like they've been sick or they've had a a life-threatening condition um, or they've been really close to someone. So to me when when i when i was caregiving for for jen um i was you know it was a, I it was the most beautiful experience of my life because i kind of got to experience firsthand cuz i was caregiving 24 7 for almost 5 years i was like damn like i'm not even the one going through it mm-hmm. and like it's affecting me big time so i can't even imagine what it's like to go i feel i'm sure i'm feeling 1% or like 0.5% of what it even is to have cancer Um, And to me, that was enough of a wake up call to be like, I don't want this for myself. And I don't want this for other people. But for people that have never had that or lived really close to it, it's hard to be like, hey, like you living an extra 10 years and not having dementia is actually like a really beautiful thing, but it's Mm -hmm. not painful enough yet. So. Yeah there's a button we can press on the brain to kind of trigger that That would be awesome.
1: (laughs) I know it's, I mean, and they tried to do that with the stop smoking ads, like, this is your brain on drugs. Right. And it's like, how can, you know, all the Friday commercials and everything, but it's, um, you know, I hear you if that was one thing I could do as well, or even just, just lift up the, the bottom of the well, like you don't have to hit rock bottom. Like let's actually just elevate that a little bit. You don't have to go down that, but I mean, we are humans. We're funny. We're silly. We are motivated by all these different things. Um, Yeah, we just live in an interesting society where we've just been removed from doing physical activity naturally, like having Mm. to haul logs and having to chop down trees and having to, you know, to build a home from scratch with your own bare hands, like we're just not part of that world anymore. And so we have the convenience, the convenience of gyms and running shoes and all of this workout gear that sits in a basement, you know, doing nothing. But at the same time, it's like, yeah we i don't i don't know what the answer is other than rock bottom for a lot of people or having like you said that moment that you had with Jen moments you know um and more and more people are having them at younger and younger ages like i am seeing yeah more people recognizing that the antidepressants aren't working that they actually proven to not work in over 50% of the cases um we're seeing um younger people with health, chronic health issues that are so easily reversed just through whole foods, plant-based diet and a little bit of exercise. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting where we are in 30 years from now, right. When we've had our businesses, you and I for 40 years and you know, what the world will look like then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, It's, uh, it's um, I think you remember that when I biked to San Francisco from Vancouver to raise my for cancer patients, one of the cancer patients I was raising money for, I think she was 14 years old and had breast cancer and had, had her breast removed at 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and there was another guy, who was 19 as well. I think like six different types of cancer. I was like, what kind of damage did you have time to create that early on in your life? Mm-hmm. Right. It's It's sad that it's happening earlier and earlier. And maybe that's a shift we'll see throughout the generations that people start to be more health conscious earlier on than -hmm. to wait until they're like they're in their fifties or sixties.
1: Yeah. And I think we're on, I want to believe that we're on the upswing of that, where we've come out of the era where, you know um, you know, people are selling their goji berries and their shake packages and their, you know what I mean? Like it's like health is big big era. That was yeah. a big era and it's lasted a yeah. long time. But now it yeah. feels, and I don't know, this could just be me, but it does feel like more people are waking up to the fact that they're just like, oh, right, regular food like the berries, the squashes, the carrots, the lettuce, like those are the true superfoods. They've always yeah. been the superfoods. Um, if it doesn't come in a package, that actually makes it a superfood versus when it has to have the word like vegan, plant-based, whole food, organic. Yeah, when they
0: have to tell you it is. Yeah, that's exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm hoping more people are waking up to that and just recognize it. And, and COVID also helped with that. A lot of people became farmers over COVID. They bought up mm-hmm. small farms, you know, so we are starting to see that. So so I'm excited for that shift. I want to witness it in my lifetime. So hurry up, people, get on board. Yeah. But um, what are some other psychological tools that you're using? Because I know you have a really good list there that you use for your clients.
0: Yeah, one of them is I typically have that conversation with members before they come into the program or this is just to help people kind of make the leap into making a change. So I think like internally, we all have a, a list of of things that we value and prioritize, right? Um, there's an awesome code, action expresses priorities. So people will mm-hmm. say like, I want to be healthy and be fit. But then they're going to sit on the couch and eat chips and not go to the gym. And so you can say you want one thing, but your actions are actually telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And so internally, we have a list. So maybe at the top of that list, it might be family, and then it's your business, and then it's time with your friends, and then it's downtime. And all the way at the bottom, health and fitness is there. Like you're all the way, that aspect of your life is all the way at the bottom of that list. Yeah. And so the order of that list will reflect the actions that you take in your life. So extreme analogy, but if I go, if I hold a gun to your head, right? And I say, you have to work out four times a week and you have to eat whole food plant base because of the fear of danger of losing your life. This thing that is at the bottom of your list automatically becomes the most important thing at the top, because now your, your, your survival instincts are going to kick in. You're literally, yeah. this is the most important thing. You don't care about work. You don't care about your family. You're you have to work out four times a week and you have to exercise. And for some people, that cancer moment, that, that stroke moment is, this is the process yeah. that happens. It goes from the bottom to the top because like, oh, shit, I almost died. All right? And so what I found is to make, again, I'm looking for that superpower. If I can have that superpower, it would be so cool. But the only way I've found so far to bring this thing that is at the bottom of the list to the top of the list is through proper questioning. Because as humans, we tend to generalize how we feel and what we want. Mm-hmm. So when I usually talk to people, I'm like, what are you working on? I just wanna be healthy. Yeah. I'm like, right. So because it's so painful for us to be specific, because if we have to be specific, we actually have to face what we're dealing with. And so we'll tend to generalize our health, our finances, our relationships our business, right? We won't go into the specific, not because it's a stranger, because if we see the specific thing, it'll be very hurtful and we're trying to suppress it. We yeah. don't want to deal with it. So when I explore people's, like, I just want to be healthy. I'm like, great, what, what does that look like? Or you want to lose weight, go back on muscle? Like, oh, I want to lose 60 pounds. well, like, oh, that's a significant, that's a significant number. Okay, like anything else? Like, no, that's it. I'm like, oh, no inflammation. Your knees don't hurt your gut mm-hmm. health. Well, like, oh, my gut health is not great. And like my back hurts and my knee hurts. So I have a hard time going up the stairs. And I don't sleep well and I have no sex drive and I'm like well that's more than just wanting to be this initial image of like being healthy but the deeper they go into getting specific and actually confront what they're dealing with the on their list of priority it starts to naturally rise up it starts mm-hmm. to take even more priority at the end of the day we all have 24 hours in a day why is it yeah. that people are able to work out run a business be an awesome family man or mom um, and be able to do all of these things? Well, it's because it's higher up on their list of priorities. Maybe they don't watch Netflix as much. Maybe they don't have as much downtime, but they're healthy and fit. They can be there for their kids and they're working on their career or their business. So everyone has a different list. We all have 24 hours. The only Mm -hmm. difference is what order is that list in. So through getting specific and questioning, you can usually rise up the level of pain um, that people have been suppressing for people to realize like, oh shit, like actually need to do something about this. So that's the closest I've ever come to getting to the superpower, just snapping my fingers and getting people to experience it
1: well, I love that you brought that up about like the superpower and putting a gun to somebody's head because I have thought about that lots of times, not putting the gun to somebody's head, but I'm just like, make me President of the United States because yeah. I would be the first black female Canadian president ever. And yeah. um. But the thing is, I'm like, oh man, if I bet you it would be so cheaper to literally pass a bylaw to mandate that people exercise every day and eat well every day, it would save our Canadian US government 4.3, no, $3.9 trillion in yeah. national healthcare spending that we spend managing fully reversible chronic diseases. Three point nine yeah. trillion is what we spend. That's ninety percent of the healthcare budget is spent managing reversible and preventable diseases.
0: Yeah, but where's that money going to the companies that are offering those services? That's exactly so it, right? Yeah, being <laughs> sick into is their a... profit, they won't be happy with it. Yeah. Totally,
1: yeah. And I can hear a lot of people being, but we'd lose so many jobs. And I'm like. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of those jobs, people would want to do so many different things. They don't want to be caring for people who are sick and, um, have these reversible diseases. It's hard on them to do that. It's hard on their bodies to do that. Like, you know, and all of the drugs and everything, but anyway, yeah. that would be my.
0: It, me- it would create a ton of jobs. If everyone was yes. a gym. you know, how many gyms would open, you know, how many grocery stores out top open? how many oh. green mustache you need to feed everyone. Like totally. you, need, you need a lot of these things.
1: Exactly. And the creativity that would come out of our nations would be huge. And I say nations cause Lucky's in, or Maxime is in the U S and I'm in Canada, but you know, the amount of creativity that would come out would just be like, and love that is the other part too, yeah. is that when people eat well and they move their bodies, like the joy that exudes yeah. out of their bodies, the love, the creativity, the, um, this being of service, wanting you have energy to be of service to other people as well, as opposed to just having to think about yourself and thinking about your illness and thinking about your pain and thinking about all of that. Like it's, it's hugely transformational.
0: Yeah. And less depressed, less anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, actually, there's a thing I want to read you. So I, I think I told you this, but I'm studying for the Tony Robbins course to get certified. Oh
1: yeah. Which, which program is that?
0: I uh, just core 100. So I'm doing all four of them because I awesome. want to work with him directly after, get trained nice. by him. I have to do those as the requirements. So he said it was a, a relationship course, but what you shared in being healthier and becoming Feather, it's literally helping our relationship with other people around us and the world in of itself. And so there's three t- stages to relationship. I think it applies greatly to what you shared. So the first one is that each partner is focused on fulfilling their own individual needs first. So everyone's just thinking of themselves. When you're unhealthy, it's just it's about me, right? Yeah. And, and the level two is that the partner focuses on exchange. They give only when the other person is giving back,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So you start to become a little bit more aware and conscious. Like you want to give back, but you're like, I want something. I can help the world, yeah. but I want something back. And then right. the third level is when the partners are fully committed to give unconditionally to each other without waiting to see what the other is going to get back from their partner. So I think that's what would happen to the world if everyone... Was mandated yeah. to exercise and eat healthy, we would just the level of love creativity that would come out of that, totally. the world would benefit so greatly from that because we just have so much energy. We just give, 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 yeah. give, and the world become a much better place.
1: Yeah. No, I see it all the time. Um, I was saying that I'm one of very few people um in our friend group um that doesn't have a chronic disease that is not on mm-hmm. a medication. You know, I'm 47, all my friends are like between whatever, 40 and 60, like, let's say the majority of them. Um, and yeah, every single one of them. And I see it directly, that the more they struggle with their chronic health issues, the more they often say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, or I won't, yeah. I won't, I won't, I won't. Or, you know, they, they're, they just don't participate as much in all the yeah. activities and all the events and all the, you know, as opposed to the, as I see them get healthier and I see them and so many of our friends now like eat like I do, which is so great. Like I can go to people before people never wanted to invite me to their house. Cause they're like, we don't know what to yeah. cook for you. And I'm like, just cook me vegetables. But now as a result of them being sick and them learning how to reverse their disease, like I can go eat anywhere again. Now it's really nice. But for many years there, I felt pretty alone. Um, yeah.
0: You gotta train your friend group.
1: Exactly. But then I've seen it directly. Their creativity come back. Their art is amazing. They're, you know, they're being of service, them wanting to volunteer. Like it, it, it happens. My friends, for those of you that are out there thinking you could never do that, you can, you can have the energy to do it all.
0: Yeah. And I want to add something to the people that would just be starting that process Mm -hmm. because I understand what it's like to feel depressed and be anxious. And then you're looking at like, I'm going to change my nutrition and my training. And it seems like this massive, overwhelming mountain. Um, I'm going to share how to do that with how I got started into business. So when you start a business, um, because a lot of people from most of the businesses, when you start, if you don't have a lot of funds, right? When I wanted mm. to learn originally, I didn't have money to buy a book. I guess spending all my money against treatments. So I would go to the library. I would rent a book. I would read the book. I would implement what I learned. I would make a little bit of money. I would buy the book. Mm-hmm. I would read the book. I'd make a little bit more money from what I read. And then I'd stash my money. And I would keep doing that until I had enough money to hire a mentor. And the mentor told me how to make more money. And then from there, I was able to have more money, more impact, and continue to, able to continue to invest. Same thing with your transformation, right? It could start by you just eliminating one food. Yeah, right? totally. I, Remove the soda from your house. Keep the rest, right? And just by eliminating the soda, naturally, your energy level is going to rise just a little bit more. And then once you feel a little bit better, cut out the next thing, cut out the next thing. And this momentum is going to build for yourself because if you cut everything at once, um, I'm a cold turkey, cold tofurkey person, I like to call it. Um, (laughs) I've always been that way, but I understand that most people aren't. Mm-hmm. slowly build that momentum and slowly increasing energy or else you're just going to detoxify too much in one go. And it's totally. like, you're pretty miserable. And it leads people to be like, I don't want to feel like this. I'm just go back to how I was eating before. Cause that feels better than this, but this is detoxification, which is good, but they don't see it. They just see it as like, wow, I feel shittier when yeah. I don't eat unhealthy food. So just like slowly removing pop, and then you know, processed food from your lunch, as an example, and processed food from your dinner, processed food from the evening stack. Eventually, energy starts to rise up to a point where you don't even know what to do with all the energy you have.
1: Yeah, it's so much. It's yeah, so it's, it's much. overwhelming
0: at a certain point. You're just like, I just it's, have to do something.
1: <laughs> totally, it's like I got to go burn. I got to go for a run. I got and it's, and it's so exciting to have that much energy because it translates to your mental health. Like your brain is just like, I am excited. I am happy. I am, you know, like you just, you do, you have so much love to give and you're also able to receive love as well. Like it's just, it's, um, yeah, I know I sound corny here, like give love, receive love. But I mean, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's like, isn't that what we are as humans are designed to do, right? To to be givers and receivers of that love and to help people and to be able to go out there. And like I said, being of service is one of the most fulfilling things I think that anybody can ever do when you find that place where you want to be of service and help people. I mean, you and I are going to be talking about this in greater detail, how our companies work can work together to do this, but Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, my friends, when you're in that position where your work is no longer work and it's your creative space, it's your art space, it's your, um, giving space, like life, life feels pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, there's a component of, um, of balance I I was just talking about this with a, another entrepreneur friend of balance that comes with working on your passion mm-hmm. and people say you should work less but it's like why would I do less of the thing that I really enjoy doing like why yeah. would I not do this to sit down and watch Netflix when well, I don't care about Netflix I'd rather work on this because I'm helping people don't and really. so yeah it's a whole different conversation yeah <laughs> it is a whole different <laughs> con-
1: yeah yeah and it yeah no I agree with you I agree with you so Um, let's talk about expanding what we are doing at a higher capacity. That was one of the things Mm. we had mentioned. So what does that look like? How do we do that? What's the recipe for that?
0: For expanding our capacity.
1: Mm -hmm. What we are doing at a higher capacity. So we're doing good stuff. We're out there and then we want to do it more. Um, you had talked about that a little bit earlier. And so, what are some of those tools? Is it always just psychological? Is it always just mindset? Um, You know, how can we do more of that?
0: Yeah. So again, big fan of Tony's work. A big thing he says is most transformation, 80% psychology and 20% strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found that to be true for her most areas, right? Relationship, health, nutrition, finance, uh, fitness, everything. So Continuing to focus on the mindset component is what's going to allow you to expand even more. And uh, one thing that one of my mentors shared with me three years ago when I got started on all of this, this big journey, he said, you're going to experience some success as you grow. You're going to impact a lot of people. But with every new level comes a new devil. And mm. so there's always going to be a new challenge. Like you think you're going to make, you're going to, for example, lose 20 pounds, but something else, when you lose the 20 pounds, something's going to show up for you. And when, if you lose another 20 pounds, or if you get fitter, or if you start to have more impact and you start to grow in, in the people that you surround yourself with, every new level comes a new level. And I found that to be true for the oh, past few years along the way. I think, <laughs> yeah, business is the fastest self-development program you could ever do. Just getting into that is the fastest growth you'll ever have in your life. Um, But I would say focusing on the mindset component. And an easy way that I like to help my members do that and most people around me is obviously through education, right? Um, Education is a massive component. Once your brain expands, it can not contract back, right? So Mm -hmm. continuously learning. But the big part is to implement with your learning, which is the missing piece that most people don't do anything with, right? Knowledge is only potential power. My life didn't change when I was reading book. My life changed when I implemented what I read. And so every time I read something, whether it's about nutrition or fitness or psychology, I was trying to grab one thing from what I read and trying to implement it into my day. So every morning, I read 10 pages. It's on my members to-do list every day yeah. to read 10 pages or to listen to an audiobook for like five-ish minutes. It's about the time. It's a minimum. So whatever you read, I need you to grab one thing and implement it. Whether mm. that is to grab a cool piece of information that you've learned and share it with someone you love, whether that is to buy the course, sign up for the thing, or actually take an action when you're in the gym, try a different position for when you're pressing, whatever it may be. And as you build that muscle of implementing, your life will grow exponentially from there as well.
1: Yeah, that's a really important point because you know, we're in the world where we have so much information. We don't need any more information. The answers are there. Yeah. The answers are there for most things, how to make a million dollars, how to invest your money, how to start a business, how to reverse your chronic disease. Like literally the answers are there, how to have a healthy relationship, how to communicate better. The books have been written. They've been written over and over and over again. And, I know I fall into that trap because I always love the next new book that comes out. Um, but what I found now um, being just like a really avid reader, same thing. I wake every mor- wake up every morning and I read. I have to cut myself off so I can start my day. Um, but it's that every time a new book comes out, it's actually just saying the same thing that the last 50 books just said.
0: I buy old books for that reason. Exactly. If an old book is still around, it's because it's good. That's typically exactly. what I buy.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's so true. And so many people, what people are doing is they're consolidating the information being like, okay, I'm consolidating the information from 50 books into one book so that you have access to it. But it doesn't matter. What matters is the action that you take. Yeah. And I love this too, is that if you take a book that you've read once, twice, three times, read it again, 10 more times, and you're always going to get something different out of it based on where you're at. But again, you have to implement, which is so critical. And I know I'm quick to jump from one thing to the next. And, and, and uh, we have clients that have bounced around from like a hundred different programs, spending so much money, but you know, if you're listening to this, just go back to any one of those programs that you ever bought before. And you thought were good and just implement it to see what changes as long as it's health promoting and, you know, not keto, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good that you bring that up um, with your clients and the transformations that they make, like how long typically do they work with you? Because I know we have a lot of people, they want the one hit wonder they do keto because they're like, I can lose so much weight so fast. And they're not yeah. looking down the road, but typically would be your clients. How long are they working with you?
0: Minimum eight months. Most people stay with us for about a year and a half on average. Um, cause I always tell people there's two different types of goal. There's a need goal and there's a want goal. Mm-hmm. So the need goal is I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to lose 40 pounds. And then the want goal is now that I've lost the weight. Now it's a fun goal. Like I want to run a half marathon. I want to try a mm-hmm. triathlon. I want to hike this specific mountain. So for the most part, we work with people that typically want to lose between like 20 and 40 ish pounds. So 20 pounds would take about four months to drop it. Um, I know that there's programs out there that'll make you lose 20 pounds in freaking, you know, two months. But here's the reality of rapid fat loss. Like we explained, your metabolism slows down and it'll start shutting things down that are unnecessary so it can survive for a longer period of time. Your body doesn't care that you want to lose weight, that you want to look a certain way. It just wants to survive. So the faster the fat loss, which means the faster the calorie deficit, your body will cut things that it doesn't need. That's Mm -hmm. not essential to survival. Uh, Muscle is one of them. You don't need a lot of muscle to survive for you'd be really skinny and live a long time. And so, so your body is going to cut down on muscle mass. So if you lose 20 pounds really rapidly, you'll just be a lighter, skinnier, fluffier version of yourself in two months. That's all it's going to be. And so we're actually trying to get our members to have like a great body composition at the end. So they actually lost 20 pounds of fat. They were able to build some muscle. And then we do four months of reverse dieting after. We don't let anyone do just fat loss with us because there's no point. The weight's going to come back Mm -hmm. on if they don't do reverse dieting. So I always paint the bigger picture. Um, And then we actually included, I actually started doing this two months ago, I think. We're giving two months of free coaching after they are done the program because Mm -hmm. I started interviewing members post-program and they're like, it was pretty challenging. To Like we did the fat loss, we did the reverse dieting. But then it was like, I was on my own trying to do my workouts, which we email them all their work and I, and I tell them to restart, but now they're kind of on their own. There's no structure. They were in structure for eight months. So now what we did is once they're done, we email them their workouts. We keep them on our app. They still have access to a coach daily for questions. They get access to, we still do their weekly check-ins with them for an additional two months after they take care of their own nutrition. Um, because they have like thousands of recipes at that point, Uh we give them their workout, but if they need something, they have a coach there. We're just slowly removing the training wheels versus, okay, you're done. Like you're on your own. So we gave all of our member two months for free post program of support, um, to make sure that everyone had a nice, smooth transition into like normal life. If you want to put it that way.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's really helpful because it is A lot of information at the end of the day, it's, um, I know that a lot of fat loss looks at the macros, you know, so if Mm -hmm. you want fat loss if weight loss, you know, we have to be paying attention to that and who has the time to figure all that out. You know, um, we live in the world where, um, you know, we've been told so many things about nutrition. So we're coming into it with the wrong information to begin with. And so then to try and go through the nutrition books and study it. And plus every nutrition school is teaching so many different things. Like one is like avocados all day long, coconut oil and everything, lots of sodium, like just fill your bucket with tons of the Himalayan crystal salt, Celtic sea salt, just eat it, eat it, eat it. Um, but you know, nobody's, nobody's truly understanding a, what is the end goal of the person and also yeah. like how it relates to chronic disease, how it relates to you working out all of these different things. So why try and do it on your own? And I often say to people like, you know, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember a tennis player here, but, uh, you know, uh, Grant Connell or, you know, Tony Mc- McEnroe, like none of these guys would have ever, or gals would have ever have been a professional, athlete without a coach. And so many people think that they can do it on their own. And some people can, but why not just pay the money, get the coach, let that person do the thinking for you. And it just takes away that decision fatigue right? And of yeah. exper- and it also saves you so much time because you can try and yeah. experiment on your own and do it, or you could just go to the people who know how to do it and they'll just write you your training. Pro- and I love it. Like I have a personal training for the gym and it's awesome because I just have to go in there once a week. And then we have my program. He tells me exactly what to do. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to look at my sheet. We have fun. I talk, we laugh. It's, you know, it's awesome. But it, that decision fatigue is gone. And that in itself saves so much much money and time
0: yeah well i would say something about coaches because i'm a big fan of them they've transformed my life they like if i do the numbers on it they pretty much 100x my life for sure and mm-hmm. the 600 like 650 plus people we've helped would have never been transformed without me ever getting a coach or a mentor exactly a coach and a mentor they bought me speed Cause I tried to do this on myself before and not I the drug, self-five. not the drug no, no, speed, like, <laughs> speed timeline wise, but they, you know, it, it took me five years to try to do this. And then within like a few months, it picked up, right. So just a coach allowed me to do things a lot faster. So shorten my timeline of impacting 600 plus people from like yeah. 10 years to like, you know, less than three years. And that's, and that's huge. They removed the guesswork. So the way that it was presented to me at first, I didn't understand what it was like to invest in myself before because mm-hmm. uh, I've never done it. It was like, if you go on YouTube, you can watch a video of how to fix your car, right? And you can fix your motor by watching this video. First of all, how confident do you feel while you're doing it? How How confident are you to drive that car after? I don't know about you. I don't feel that great. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to drive that car. I'd rather go to a mechanic. It's going to do it faster and I know it's going to be a good job. Yeah. that's basically what a coach is like you can do it on your own but like are you sure that what you're doing is actually efficient and for most people I think that's the reason why we are able to help so many people if they see that it's not efficient to do it yeah. by themselves like it'll take you six years and that's great but you can't get six years back whatever investment is to hire a coach and ultimately you want to have skin in the game it's a big part of coaching and ultimately we yeah. will be up front like we need to make a living as well. That's how we pay for our team. That's how we're, I'm able to donate to cancer patients every single oh, month, really? it's because of people's investment to the program. By making that investment, you're investing in yourself, you have skin in the game, and you're getting certainty. There's no guesswork, you know, exactly that it's going to work and you, the results that you came in for. Yeah. And so that's, I love coaches.
1: Yeah. Love coaches too. And it's, it, we have, there's a lot of coaches in the world and there's a lot of coaches in every industry. We're in the world where, you know, even Tony Robbins was saying this like 10 years ago, he was like, invest in digital education. It's where the world is going. And, you know, and it, it is a multi-trillion dollar industry, but I do hear a lot of people say like, oh, another coach, oh, another coach. And I'm like, yes, another coach. Let's yeah. get more people. Cause if that person has read three books that you haven't read, let them disseminate that information and give you the Coles notes, right? Let them do that. Then take that and implement it because again, so much garbage out there that we have to weed through. The one piece I do want to say about it though, is that, you know, we have, I hear it all the time. People are poo-pooing coaches and I'm like, well, just choose a coach. That's going to get you results. Don't be silly about it. Right. Don't spend years looking and trying to choose through all the different coaches. Like Find a couple good ones. Choose one. Go for it. Make sure that you've checked to see if they've gotten results for their previous clients. Like, really look into the testimonials as well, because a lot of people out there with really fake testimonials. Um, yeah. But you know, you just I know need they to use my d-
0: photos. I've seen people do that. They'll use my photos or put their logo over mine. What? I got a few. Yeah, I've got a few of those. No way. Yeah. What's well, a? It's a. It's a good like. I was that great of a transformation that they wanted to steal it, and I was like yeah so but some people tag me in it They're like that's your photo so i flag them but yeah yeah
1: so you so you definitely need to look into it and um, just choose it, but choose a good coach and then just make sure they get results and then just do the work, stick to the program, stop jumping around from person, person to person, make sure, you know, you do that. And also you need to know yourself too, because we have so many people, yeah. like we have an online version, but we also have the in-person version. Know yourself. If you're somebody who's not going to read the book or like watch the online course, then get the person you can meet with every single week. So you have that face to face, whether it's online or in person. That's another important part about choosing the right coach that has a program that matches your learning style. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't take the time to look at that as well. Like I need somebody who's going to give me the meal plan, meet with me once a week. I need to talk to them face to face. And if you're not going to get that with your coach and you're just going to get the online course, it's like do it yourself. That's not the program for you. So yeah, you got to also sure. be discerning. Got to be yeah, discerning.
0: Annoying- knowing yourself is you like finding a coach that has the same value as you if you're vegan and your coach is not like he's probably gonna like it happens often like at least eat eggs or at least eat fish so grab a coach yeah. that aligns with your value and that you align with their personality if you need someone that's gonna like scream at you if you go off track and like that's your jam go for it right like totally. we're not that that's not our approach but <laughs> if that's what you want go for it find a coach that is like that there's a ton of them out there right you want yeah. someone that's a little bit more softer, methodical, or logical, then find someone that aligns with you and has the same value when it comes to nutrition, especially when it comes to transformation, right? Because nutrition is a big part of it. Um, Yeah, absolutely. There's so many, there's a lot of great coaches out there. It's about Mm -hmm. finding the one that you connect with the most uh, and that has similar values. Yeah,
1: no, that's really, really important. So to wrap this up, I want to know about this beautiful goal that you have for twenty thirty three. Is it?
0: Yeah. So my my mission statement for for Fit Vegan since I've started it um, is to help impact ten thousand people to get lean, thrive, and disease proof their bodies by twenty thirty three. Uh, mm. Because you know, when Jen passed away, she was forty, um, and we had I think twelve years difference. We're twelve years older than me. So by 2033, I will be 40 years old.
1: Mm.
0: And so I want to be able to impact 10,000 people by the time I get to her age. How old are you? I'm turning 30 in a few months. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was trying to most do the people... math.
1: 2033, you're going to be 40. Like
0: 10... Yeah, it's 10 years from now. Most people, yeah, most people don't think I'm, I'm this age. But yeah. so we're already at 650 plus at this point, and it's growing exponentially every year. And I have different ways to kind of achieve that impact of 10,000 people mm-hmm. and I calculate it by the amount of people I've directly coached. Awesome. So that's how I'm keeping track of it. It's not like a f- an amount of followers, whatever. It's like, I actually like, they signed up and I they got access to resources to we coach them. So 10,000 by 2033 and a million by 2050. I'm dedicating the rest of my life to this, right? I lost my yeah. grandfather. I lost my ex-partner. Um, I don't want anyone to have to go through this. So I'm upfront with people that it's a very selfish mission in that I'll help you lose weight and selfishly what I get is I know that I'm helping you disease proof your body and extending the quality of your life and reducing your risk of disease so that's what I get out of the exchange is I know I'm giving people that because the way we make the meat is whole food plant based but yeah. in exchange I'm like I'll give you a flat stomach and whatever weight you want
1: yeah I mean it's a good trade-off and it's yeah and I love how you say it's selfish it's really not like it's a win-win-win all the way around it's a win for our communities yeah for our children as well like that's a big piece about this is i know how hard it is to have kids and run a business and then you lose yourself in all of that and um and mm-hmm. it's hard to keep up with the training and and mostly because i didn't prioritize it i pri- prioritized other things um and so not blaming having kids on the fact that i did get out of shape and all of that but it but you know it was hard there for a little while but i know for myself as a mom of three girls that when i'm healthy i am a much better parent when i prioritize yeah. my eating when i prioritize moving my body i'm a much happier parent i'm kinder i'm less snappy i'm more creative i'm more open to their ideas i say no less often i say yes more often um and and it is incredible but also the gift is that these kids, man, like the minute they start making their money, they're out there buying shit food, no matter how much you educated them and trained them and gave them good food when they were babies and nothing came yeah. out of a jar or a bottle. Like they, but it's because their friends are doing it. But now, and I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think I have, I have maybe one friend that's not on any medications for a chronic disease, but my kids who are in their teens also don't have friends who are not on medications and they're teenagers and so Some people might say, well, I got a lucky gene pool here floating in my family, but that's not true. My husband was a sick mess when I met him until he changed to a plant-based whole food diet. And now he doesn't have any symptoms either. And he had those symptoms since he was 12, 13, 14, right? So it's not our gene pool. Um, It's the fact that food is medicine. And so for, you know, anybody who's listening out there become one of those 10,000 people that Maxime coaches through Vit Vegan because- it's not selfish. It's not just for Maxime. It's not just for his company. It is literally for our future. It is for our children. And the fact that so many kids are on medications now as early as like six, seven, eight, nine in their early teens, that needs to come to an end too. So I just have huge deep regard and respect for everything that you do. Um, Mm -hmm. I love this goal and we want to do everything that we can do to help you Uh, help people get that six pack stomach, the washboard stomach, lose the weight, but also disease proof their bodies. So thank you.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm excited for a conversation to see how we can partner up to help impact more people to disease proof their body.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. How can people reach you?
0: Uh, if you go to com or fitvegan.ca, all the links for Instagram, YouTube podcasts, I think every social media platform you can ever think of is linked on there. So awesome. We've <laughs> got okay. a lot of valuable content every day.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Thanks so much for being on the show, Maxime. And we'll put all those links in the show notes below.
0: Thank you, Nicolette. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks everyone for tuning in and listening to that episode with Maxime. As promised, another great show on the Eat Realty Heal podcast. If you know of someone in your life that has reversed their chronic disease and wants to be on our show and wants to share their story and motivate and inspire others, then please have them reach out to us. Email us at nicolette at richerhealth.ca. The link is below and we will invite them on the show to be an inspiration to so many people, so many of our listeners out there. And again, if you're suffering from a chronic disease, please sign up for our chronic disease reversal challenge starting February 19th, 2024. The links are below. I look forward to seeing you in there.